0: Welcome to Metaverse Cast. In this episode, we're going to talk digital fashion. I'm talking with Vasilia Niles, who's been in the fashion space and the performance space for many years, and she knows a lot about digital fashion. Why is digital fashion interesting? I think it's interesting because. There is no shadow of a doubt that it will mean a lot how we, let's call it, dress or look in the metaverse, or whatever we want to call it, where we have our digital representation of ourselves in the digital space. And the reason why I'm a little bit like, you know, beating around the bush in terms of calling it it's because, as you will also hear in the talk with Vasilia, it can have many shapes and forms. You know, sometimes it's through Instagram. Sometimes it's on TikTok. And it can be virtual reality. It can be a whole lot of things. And for me, it was an eye-opener how much we are already embraced in digital fashion, but... I was just thinking about it as you know have a digital character avatar whatever some kind of figure that moves into a digital space and then digital fashion is about okay what is that character wearing but it's so much more than that which blew my mind well let's hear what Hey, Vassilja!
1: Hello, Jasper.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me.
1: Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me.
0: I am very excited uh, because we we met each other at the Tomorrow Festival in, in uh, I was almost uh, about to say Greece, uh, but in <laughs> Serbia. But you're like you want
1: to come to Greece? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and you are, uh, what do we say, like an expert in digital or virtual fashion?
1: Correct, correct, yes.
0: So, can you start about like talking a little bit about who you are and how you ended up uh, in, in virtual fashion, just to begin with?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my name is Vasilia Niles, and I used to be a costume designer and I was um, I worked wardrobe for movies back when I lived in Los Angeles. Um, and then I'm also a performer, so I, I, you know, created a lot of my own costumes, which led me to fashion design i attended a fashion design school in athens and you know that was like last year but before that even i was a software engineer and i got into crypto in 2016 um so i was i followed the whole movement you know crypto nfts metaverse um i also because i was a software engineer i've also you know, dabble my feet on um, in VR a little bit, mostly in, in, you know, Unity and those kind of platforms. Um, and I used to always also be a, a big gamer. And as you know, a lot of games, they have these things called skins, which is these um, outfits you buy in, you know, within the gaming platform. And, if you've ever heard of esports, um, electronic sports, it's kind of competitive gaming, and it's an industry that's been growing exponentially the last few years. And you know, now it's a billion-dollar industry. Um, so I was also the COO of an esports company called Dr. Battles. Um, unfortunately, the kind of had issues with the funding, but it was a, a platform where um, leagues and, and um, tournaments could organize within the platform for different types of games. Uh, so that's kind of my experience within the industry. And then um, I also used to do cosplay for um, conventions in LA and, and San Diego, like uh, Comic Con. Um, uh anime expo you know all that stuff so i've always kind of been in the intersection between you know the the gaming fashion design traditional fashion design you know costume design which is again it's all you know interconnected so i kind of saw the value of digital fashion early on so for a lot of people digital fashion is a very new thing right that's begun um, with this whole NFT metaverse um, movement, but it's actually, a, to me, digital fashion is a pretty old thing. Like I said, with like the skins in games, you know, like Fortnite, uh, League of Legends, when, you know, Sims or even any game where you you pretty much can have an avatar and, and choose what they wear, that's digital fashion, right? It's, it's basically contactless fashion, something you can't physically wear, but that exists in the virtual environment with like that is either your avatar has it or you via let's say an AR platform even think of Instagram right you know like the makeup and all those filters that shape your face that's technically it's not digital fashion it's digital makeup you know so we've been we are already been conditioned to this in so many different ways and and that we don't realize right um but but the term digital fashion came to be a thing once with nfts you know with the central land and and all these things but right now a lot of big brands are, are jumping on it as well as a lot of new brands are emerging and you know the question for a lot of people is who's gonna win is it gonna be the traditional fashion brands those big ones like adidas gucci louis vuitton or is it gonna be brands whose uh, founders actually are more versed in, in software engineering and, and like the gi- digital world. So that's kind of the question. Um, what else? So yeah, did, did, did I, was it clear about what digital fashion is? Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that makes
0: perfect sense. Uh, at least to me, also a little bit of a techie, I hope uh, others can, can see it, uh, but I think so. Uh, I'm, I'm astonished that you have worked both in fashion as as a software engineer. How does that happen?
1: Um, you know, it, it, when you live in LA, you kind of it's like it's like the joke. Uh, you can you have like multiple jobs. So I was in the film industry for a while, and I was working both in front of camera acting and behind the scenes. And you know, when you work behind the scenes, you could be in fifteen hour days. You know, for quite a long time, and I got a little burned out because I was doing it for a few years. And the I was just looking for a change. So I, I ended up going to a coding boot camp and I ended up getting a job at a biotech company um, for four years. Uh, but I never quit really um, the performing aspect. So I would work during the day as a software engineer and in the evenings and weekends, I was a performer. I did fire, I did burlesque, uh, I did all these things. So I I wasn't working as a stylist in movies anymore, but I was still building my own costumes and designing my own stuff. So that aspect never really stopped. And then when I came, I moved back to Greece. Um, I went to a fashion design school, Um, And then COVID hit, which was the perfect time for digital fashion to blow up, right? At the time, I wanted to do 3D print because I really care about um, sustainable clothing and eco-friendly design. But, you know, the idea of digital fashion wasn't yet in my periphery because I was working with 3D printing. But then once the NFTs came about and then I realized you can have real life applications and applications in the digital world, right? Like through games, like let's say you... You have a 3D um, asset, which is an outfit, um, you could make it apply to your Roblox game or to your um, League of Legends, right? But also there's now real life applications, like there's apps where you can try outfits before you buy them, you know, or you can, there's an app called Wearing, W-H-E-R-I-N-G, that's trying to reduce the carbon footprint of, of the fashion industry, which as you know, is huge, right? It, 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 um, it's, it's larger than I think air and sea um, industry combined, like the, the, you know, the pollution that it creates. And so this app, what it does is it helps people digitize their their closet and then try on the different outfit combinations because it wants to help them, you know, use their, what they already have more often. Um, and I, I even read a statistic that the average UK a um, person wears um, a piece of clothing um, like four times, only like an average of four times, which is insane, right? Like imagine yeah. the waste that creates. Um, so there's apps like wearing and then there's apps like for sizing, right? Like now that are being created. for example, you're on a site and you're like, I don't know if it's gonna fit. So you have a picture and you kind of digitally try the clothes, see how they fit you before you purchase them. Again, that saves the carbon footprint because imagine, seeing the outfit, thinking it's gonna look good on you, buying it and then realize it doesn't. So it's helping reduce all that stuff. Um, What else? And then the other important thing about digital fashion that it's trying to do, um, there's companies like the one I'm working with right now, uh, Dress X. Um, and the, the fabric can dematerialize. And what they do is they work with AR filters like Instagram. So basically you buy a digital asset and then you either send a picture or if they, you know, they might have an app where you wear the outfit and then you can post it on Instagram as if you're wearing it, even though you never really wore it, right? Because it's an AR filter. Now, what that does is there's a lot of influencers or people on Instagram and all those platforms that, they'll buy an outfit just for the photo and then that gets tossed, you know, or they'll just buy an outfit for a night out. And then again, saying take the photo post on Instagram. And then that gets buried in their closet or thrown in the trash. Right. So these AR filters, what they're trying to do is they're trying to reduce that. They're like, okay, you want cool outfits every time for your posts. No problem. Here you go. Here's a digital version of it. So that way you're not wasting anything, you know, so it's really helping, people become more environmentally conscious right um now some people argue with nfts if you're on a blockchain like ethereum right uh, or or a bitcoin like that also creates a lot of waste you know you know it's the it, it takes a lot of energy to um uh, to do a transaction um so if there's a fashion a digital fashion nft project that's on those blockchains you may be saving real like fabrics, but then you're wasting energy a different way. Um, but there's solutions to that. You can do it on the Solana network, for example, which is carbon neutral or, you know, there's different ways to combat that basically. Um, what else? Yeah, that's
0: the... So that sounds great. You know that that you know I, I've heard the same thing as well with these. Uh, you know the people only wear their clothes um, like a very few times. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that is uh, going for everyone, uh, but uh, for me, <laughs> I have my clothes. Whatever, <laughs> <laughs> I hate shopping. You know, I usually have like one or two pair of jeans, and uh, you know, I have those until oh, t- they can't stick together anymore. And then, uh, that's that's just the way it is. Um, but that that sounds like a really great idea uh, because I know that's 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 a thing. Uh, I I just recalled that. You know, you remember the Second Life, right? Mm-hmm. That was the first thing, first time where I actually cared about my avatar. You know, and that was the, my first experience of, of uh, you know, really spending time, you know, making the outfit for my mm-hmm. avatar. And I've thought about that many times when people are talking about metaverse and avatars and how important it is. Uh, and now that you're saying that people are doing it actually only for Instagram shots mm-hmm. i'm not a big social media person uh but first of all i think is that sounds insane you just buy a, buy a, some an outfit just for for a photo yeah. you know i can see for a photo shoot for a movie or you know mm-hmm. if you're doing a costume or something that's that's kind of different but just for one photo uh, to put on on instagram you know and i can definitely see that's a good idea you know yeah. if you can do that virtually you will save a lot of, but still in general there's just like okay hmm, that sounds like a Social media problem, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah. But but still, yeah. If it's if it's there, then it's better to, uh, you know, at least you can help the, the environmental uh, part of it by uh, by Mm -hmm. having these virtual outfits.
1: Yeah, it's a problem of fast fashion too. You know, companies like H and M, Forever Twenty One, they have really affordable clothing, so people just kind of buy it for a one-off thing and then toss it, um, which is a problem which is also why like I think h H&M, well, yeah, not, I don't think HM um, is also trying to kind of create an initiative to be more sustainable. So they did um, a collab with, uh, I think it was Animal Crossing um, and they called it Loop Island where P- they're basically trying to promote people recycling their clothes, repurposing them and, and things like that, educating people on how to do that. Um, and yeah, so it, it's, you know the the carbon footprint um, that the fashion industry is creating is huge so the 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 whole movement of digital fashion is is actually really great and plus there's things that you can do with digital fashion that you can't with actual fashion right with physical fashion for example you can create a a, a dress made out of water or a dress made out of fire now you're you're really pushing the boundaries of creativity there's all of a sudden, you know, it's limitless. You can you can wear any outfit you want. And I think that's fantastic for both the artists and for the consumers, you know, you can express yourselves in, in ways you, you could never before. Um, so I think that's also a really fascinating aspect. Like I don't, you know, I know a lot of, I, I know the reason people love superhero movies so much is because, they really test the limits of their, their potential, right? Like you have people who can fly, who wear cool things. And I think all of us have this child inside who wants to be like that, you know, but so now you kind of can do that in a way, you know, you can have this cool outfit that does stuff, you know, maybe shoots fire, or it, it it helps you fly, you know, all this cool stuff. And, and I think it's fascinating. And the fact that you can translate those to your gaming, like you said, Second Life or Land or Roblox or Minecraft or, or whatever, that's awesome. Like I remember even when I was a kid, I was, you know you had PlayStation 1 and you played Tekken or whatever. And I remember if you unlocked, um, you could unlock certain characters but I think you could unlock outfits too. So a certain character could wear a different outfit. And that was like the most exciting part for me. Like my favorite character wearing like the cool outfit and me fighting with the cool outfit, you know that was like, wow. So it's kind of like that the whole excitement that it, it creates and I, I think fashion is such a fascinating art you know that that's overlooked because it's very consumerist so a lot of time the artistic aspect and the expression that somebody can like like it can ex- it can express your mood who you are your likes your dislikes. it shows a lot about you but it's very undervalued because Again, it's a very consumerist thing, not like fine art or, you know, sculpt, sculpture or, you know, anything. But I think it takes as much craftsmanship and creativity as any other form of art, you know. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think um, I've heard somebody says also that, uh, that, that fashion is also a communication, you know, <laughs> because we, we uh, very much uh, communicate uh, the tribe we belong in. Mm-hmm. type of thing. Uh, and, and and as we just talked about just before we turn on record, you know, uh, I came back yesterday from uh, four days of uh, heavy metal festival in Copenhagen called uh, Copenhagen. <laughs> and I remember, uh, you know, that has been a break uh, uh, because of COVID, but I think it was maybe two or three years, you know, it has it had it, they have their 10 year anniversary just before COVID. And I think two or three years before that, maybe four, it started, where people were bringing out their old jeans vests with the patches and all that kind of stuff, mm. you know, the, the 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 battle vests as they're called uh, in the in the in the tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now this year, I noticed, you know, I brought mine out as well. You know, I still had some of my old patches from back in the days, and I put it on on a vest and all that kind of stuff. It was fun. Uh, and now I noticed, you know. How many? Like even, you know, you see, you see. I don't want to say like old people because you know I'm up there myself. <laughs> <laughs> but but still, you see like these like old guys wearing uh, these uh, vests and and every it's all over the place. I think mm-hmm. that's that's you can't look in any direction without seeing like these uh, vests with patches all over the place. So that's mm-hmm. definitely a thing where you can actually look at this as type of a metaverse. Mm-hmm. And everybody who comes into that metaverse, uh, there's a certain dress code uh, where everybody's like flashing what kind of bands they like the most and 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 stuff like that.
1: No, exactly. Yeah. It, it helps give you a sense of identity and put you in a group. Like when I was young, we used to, I used to go, I used to be a big raver. Um, and at the time, it was the candy ravers was the thing. So anybody that used to be a raver, they wore these um, beads bracelets that you used to exchange and you wore these like super colorful cute outfits they were like super neonic like crazy you know and you can even like now see the type like what raver generation each person is based on that so for example I used to do that when I was 17 if you go a rave now people don't do that anymore so but you still see a lot of people dress like that and you know that person is from your generation i'm like that person must be at least like 30 or 20 you know like you're yeah. like they're definitely not 20 you know or 22 like they're definitely like in the early 30s or late 20, you know what i mean because when we used to dress like that that was the thing now people uh hate on that a little bit they're like oh that's so cheesy that's so stupid it's kind of like when you talk about people who how they dress in the 90s or whatever you know like they think that's weird you know but I think they're weird because it's a rave like why wouldn't you wear funny on y stuff you know yeah. <laughs> um so it, yeah it's kind of like that um so cool. you can tell a lot of things about people you can tell like what kind of music they like what age group generation they are part of you know what what their lifestyle choices, um yeah. And now you'll be able to do that in the metaverse too. Yeah, how
0: how do you think that's actually going to work? Because right now, you know, my my, uh, view of it is very limited, but I've seen stuff like Ready Player One, which is supposed to be this like avatar thing that works on different metaverses Mm -hmm. and still, you know, getting into this whole, uh, is there one metaverse or multiple metaverses conversation? That's an ongoing thing. But still, you know, we have this avatar platform that works on, it works in like VR chat, which is kind of a bunch of metaverses or whatever you want to call it, and and, uh, and different other places. You know, mm-hmm. how, how do you see this actually, you know, also having a, a bit of an engineering background, you know, how do you see this actually play out? You know, where do you think that will go? with the uh, emerging metaverses? Yeah, just know with the with the fashion, you know, you know, with, with things like, you know, because right now interoperability, that's a big thing. You know, I can look one way in Minecraft, mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, or Decentraland or whatever, but that's thing where, you know, how's, how's fashion going to work across mm-hmm. this whole fractionized right. space?
1: Yeah, I think that's a big challenge. Um, I think eventually there will be created programs to immediately translate that like for example like I'm in my head I'm imagining you know you have a basic 3D um, model right and then you can put them in different engines or programs and they will automatically translate it for let's say Roblox or for League of Legends you know based on the you know the restrictions and dimensions the pick whatever the resolution and, and all this kind of stuff right um, so I think eventually you'll be much quicker and much easier. Right now, the the barrier of entry is really difficult, right? Like, so if I have a digital fashion brand, I have to decide what I'm gonna create the digital uh, asset for, right? Like, is it gonna be just for AR filters? Is it gonna be for Snapchat? Is it gonna be for Essential Land? Because, like you said, they have different graphics and they have different restrictions. So, it take it's very time consuming and expensive because you have the 3D designer and you gotta pay them for all these hours, right? So. You can't do it for all the platforms, you have to choose. But it will, I think in the future, they will have programs that will instantly do it even, but maybe even better, they will somehow be able to, like you said, using, you know, if they're built on Unreal Engine, kind of try to merge these. But if they're a different style of design, it's hard. Like think of cartoons, right? Like they they always have different styles. When they do these crossover episodes, you don't, you know, they have to kind of make the animation fit according. if you kind of homogenize everything, it might take away a little bit from the creative and artistic aspect. So maybe merging the metaverses is not the solution, but the solution is creating programs to make that transition seamless, you know? Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's one of the big things and people are talking, you know, I've, I've heard the, you know, the Betamax VHS wars <laughs> kind of repeat itself. Because you know, every all the big uh, tech companies they want their standard to be the the standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we'll see. Personally, I like the thought about something like ready player me better, mm-hmm. you know, and then you know, because yeah, open source or you know, not not the, but open like APIs connections to everything and and that makes it easier to to jump and you're gonna decide, yeah, okay, we're gonna make this outfit, and we're going to make it work in the central end and uh, VR chat and blah, blah, blah. And that's what we're going to support. So you can jump seamlessly from these worlds and you will have a version. Uh, yes, I remember back, back in the days in the 90s where we did websites, you know, mm-hmm. there was like a, many browsers available at the time and they would all interpret uh, HTML uh, in different ways. Mm-hmm. So you kind of had to make, make a decision when you're making a website, okay, which ones are we going for? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I can imagine that, but what are some of the things that you've seen people do already? You know, I've only heard about, you know, Gucci and uh, and uh, Adidas in Decentraland. I'm not a big, f- big fan of this whole voxel graphics thing, so I haven't mm-hmm. hung out in... Uh, Roblox? In the, no, voxels, you know, that's the, like the pieces that the stuff is built about uh, uh, off in Decentraland.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Um, and and uh, I'm not you a know, big fan of that look, you know, uh, mm-hmm. so I haven't hang- hung out there a lot, uh, but that seems to be where people are going or it's sandbox they've done their stuff yeah. there as well, yeah. but that's kind of the same that's also like voxels. Yeah, um, what are people doing at the moment?
1: Um you know, it's interesting. I'm not a huge fan of the either because of the graphics. Um, but I mean, people have bought pieces of land for like stubborn amounts of money there. So um, apparently they see a value, I don't, you know but you know, maybe they will fix their graphics and upgrade and you know, it will be worth it in the end. But um, what people are doing a lot of different things, right? So one of the biggest things in digital fashion happened in March, which was the um, Metaverse Fashion Week. Right. And that happened in Decentraland and you had all these major key players in the fashion industry like, you know, Gucci, Tom Hilfiger, Adidas, Dolce & Gabbana. You know, if if you can imagine the name brand, it was probably there. Um, And they hosted um, like this huge fashion shows and, and, you know, events. They had Grimes perform Um, and the reviews were very mixed. You know, for one reason, being the graphics of the Decentraland, it felt very blocky 90s web 1.0, you know, it's just like, not like it felt like 90s, literally like 90s gaming. Um, it was, it was weird. And also there were a lot of glitches, um, too many people joined and then they were creating these different environments. So you couldn't really sell, tell what the um, outcome was. Like, so what, what the central end does is like, if it gets too crowded, the a room, they'll put you in a different, let's say, dimension of that same. Uh, thing So then you can't really see what the the turnout was. Um, or if you don't refresh your browser and the music starts playing afterwards, you won't hear the music the whole time. So there were a lot of technical issues that needed to be solved. And a lot of people who hadn't used a platform before were very lost, they didn't know where to go. Um, and I think that just the whole experience from everybody was a little clunky. Um, but, you know, everybody's saying this is, you know, the initial step. It takes a while to get it right. Um, and overall, like there were some good successes, like people like the Dolce & show because they had, that's a cool thing, you can do whatever, right? So they had these cats walk the catwalk, which is interesting, right? Catwalk, cats. It was cool um so you know they had some like some other brand had some aliens so you can do like really cool things or and then they would fly at the end I don't remember which brand it was um and then you know people can interact more with these things so versus like just a traditional fashion runway where they just kind of sit and look um uh, what else but yeah so and then people like some people were a little upset because that um event was like so advertised but and it wasn't the best uh, example versus in the past there were other fashion shows like um the gucci's roblox garden that actually was really cool if you you can go on youtube and check some videos it was awesome that happened the year before that was great and then there was another one um it was gucci's roblox garden and then oh there was here let me let me check my notes because oh the fabric of reality fashion show that was really cool too it was really trippy with some more indie artists working together and it it was like it almost felt like an acid trip you know it was beautiful so you know people are upset because they're like this is what was advertised and it was not the best but then there were some other issues that were way better but everything you know people are st- still figuring things out um so that's probably one of the biggest events that has happened in terms of digital fashion but in terms of what with what people are doing is you have i think you have two fronts right now, you have the big brands trying to jump in, right? Like like Gucci, Louis Vuitton, um, for their 200th uh, anniversary, they created a game called uh, Louis the Game. If you go on the app store, you can find it. And it's um, within the game, there are embedded 30 NFTs that you can find as well. Um, and then there's the, I think it was Gucci, they created like this uh, short video that they sold as an NFT you know, and then you have collaborations like Nike, they created, um, Nike land, um, and then they sell NFTs or, and then you have, um, what else, uh, you have Adidas, right? Adidas did a thing and let me see, I have a list. Oh yeah, so Balmain did a collaboration with Barbie, and they sold these um, NFTs where it's a Barbie basically wearing a Balmain outfit, but you also get, if you buy the NFT, you also get a physical um, Barbie, you know, collectible Barbie, and, and that's kind of like the main model a lot of these businesses are doing, they'll sell the NFT, but, but it'll be linked to either a physical item or some type of exclusivity like let's say um, entrance to private events or you know first um, dibs on on drops you know things like that so yeah so one, you know, on one hand you have the, the big brands on the other hand you have these like I said these people who are already coming from a digital space creating something right so you have dress X, you have dematerialized you have the fabricants and then you have artifact which are newer digital companies that are having huge success right now way bigger than these brands. Um, and there's you know, they, they have like for example, DressX is a um a digital fashion marketplace artifact um has created a lot of different projects, and they've actually this is other cool thing, they've collaborated with bigger brands, right? Like um, like Adidas, um, and they've had a lot of success. Um, and actually, I think um who just bought an artifact? I think Nike wasn't that Sony. No, I think it was
0: Nike. And oh, was it Nike? Yeah, I think
1: it maybe was not- because I was,
0: I was just thinking about weren't they just bought by, uh, yeah, but well, maybe that was Nike, yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah. they did an NFT collection, like, so Artifact became famous because they did an, a sneaker NFT collection uh, in collab with an artist called Ferocious. Um, that sold out in less than five minutes and made uh, over $3 million, right? That's how they came to be known. And this guy, he was a guy who studied um, fine arts and uh, branding, and he draw the attention of a lot of bigger brands that ended up collaborating with him. So another cool thing about this new um, movement, like this metaverse NFT movement, is you were having some really interesting collabs that are coming out of it that are very unique and awesome, right? So you have now some of these like indie digital brands working with these already established, you know, fashion giants and like, creating cool stuff. Or you might have, you know, a digital fashion brand working with an artist you've never heard of and to create cool stuff, you know, now people just need a laptop. You have these like this ferocious um, artist, they're a teenager. You know, so like like I saw this interesting interview with the creators of um, uh, it was I think they would they dematerialized and just, and she said you know you know nowadays the artist could be a 13 year old girl from kenya you know and that's the beauty of it like my generation your generation like a previous generation we didn't have access to these fantastic opportunities now anybody in any part of the world can become something amazing if they're creative and and have the desire for it and i think that's the beauty there's a platform that created that creates this community and anybody can be successful like you're seeing artifact work with you know, brands like Gucci and Adidas and all this stuff and that you never saw before, right? Or you might have, again, it's cool, you can have a fashion brand work with a gaming platform or maybe they can work with a fine artist or maybe they can work with, um, who knows, even, it's crazy, it sounds, a a bank, you know? You don't know, like maybe they'll do an NFT where you get, you know, high, you know, the DeFi stuff and then maybe they help with that. I'm just saying like the process, these are, are endless with what you could do. Um, oh, and then there was another interesting one that Cabana um, did. They did for the Venice, um, I think it was the Venice Film Festival or the Venice Fashion Week, I don't remember. They released um, nine NFTs that sold for a total of like, uh, how much, I think it was 6 million or, 6 million. Um, and they, like, they matched it with an outfit custom made to you. So if you were one of the NFT buyers, you got a, 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 the same outfit as featured in the NFTs tailored to you. And then you got access to all these VIP fashion shows they were doing. And, you know, new releases, early access. Um, and that helps create more brand loyalty. Cause now you're kind of attached to the brand for two years. Cause they're giving you access to all these things. So you're, 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 you're becoming this, um, almost collaborator you know and you're becoming a loyal fan because you're so closely intertwined with this brand and that's what these brands are trying to do with the digital fashion and nfts are trying to create a community a brand loyalty so that people keep buying from them and keep interacting with them you know so that's another aspect of of digital fashion that um companies had difficulty achieving before
0: yeah I, and you just said a word uh that that triggers another thing is the community Mm -hmm. and that's that's something that (laughs) I'm sure you remember or recalled uh noticed at the tomorrow conference Mm -hmm. as well how many times people on stage said community which means that okay that's something that every brand on the planet is going for some sort of community Mm -hmm. and I think during the conference you and I also had a conference uh, talk where where I, I mentioned that the the airline, uh, Belgrade, uh, North Serbia Airways, they said, and follow us on social media, you know, when we have arrived. And it's just like, so stupid and misunderstood, you know, who follows an airline on, uh, but but that's because, you know, that's what you had to do. You know, there was like social media, okay, you have to be on social media. So Mm -hmm. the next thing now is, okay, you have to have a community. Mm -hmm. So that means that we're gonna be drowned in communities. So so what's what's your what's your thoughts on that you know you know the big guys have the muscles but if you're like a smaller brand or an independent creator or something like that uh, what do you think uh, in re- in regards to how to build your your tribe and community and things like that
1: Yeah that that part that's a really you know interesting question that I've I've pondered upon like many times and you know I don't know if I have the I don't I don't know if I have a good solution for it, but I know, for example, like talking to a lot of my friends who are on Discord servers, you know, they can really interact with three or four servers at any given point. Right. Like anything other than that gets overwhelming. So most people can only they can have like I'm in like 30 servers, but. Honestly, yeah, I only interact with like three or four. Yeah. You know, because we have a life, we have jobs, we have things to, to, to attend to. But already that's a lot. So, like you're saying, how how is that gonna work? You know, so I don't know, it's 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 interesting. But but like in terms of fashion, at least, I can answer maybe. So I will say I I shop, you know, obviously I'm a girl, I'm a woman, I buy a lot of things, but there there are maybe. I would say five or six brands that I love. And there's like five or six brands whose stuff every time it comes out, I want them, you know, and I can, you know, like, I'll give you something like For Love and Lemons, I'm Elizabeth and Frankie, like there's specific brands that I, whenever I see them, I go crazy, you know, and I think in terms of fashion, everybody kind of has these like certain brands that they just love to go back to because it's their style. So at least in terms of fashion, I know that it matches up with the communities like there will be people who will be really loyal to like five or six brands and then maybe they'll be in in other brands but they will occasionally check in or okay you know what i mean so that now for other things like nfts like you're saying or events it's difficult to say but again like for example um i'm thinking of what kind of events do i attend regularly right like i'm invited to parties all the time sure i go to them but the events that I attend regularly are, you know, Burning Man, um, you know, in Greece, there's one villa party thing they have once a month that I go to, you know, or when I lived in LA, there was a fun warehouse thing called Pancakes and Booze that I used to go to. And so I I also had my regular events that I like to attend. And those were also like, maybe like four or five, and then the rest were here and there. So again, I think that that might be the magic number where you're loyal to a certain number of brands but then you're you know peripheral and an occasional fan or viewer of the other ones if that makes sense.
0: Yeah makes great sense. I was thinking uh, I think it was a few weeks ago or a few episodes ago I talked to Wesley Elol about gaming and he has this thing where he said you know the community that play together stay together. Mm-hmm. And I can see that, you know, uh, he, he works for, you know, this quiz thing. And I've seen that over and over, like back in the days of the like the Irish bars in Copenhagen and and things. They always have quiz night. And it seems mm-hmm. to be like that's already packed, you know, and, and people are having great fun. Uh, I'm not like a super huge quiz person, so I haven't really participated that many times. But I've been there once or twice. Uh, and I can see that definitely is bring you know some kind of light gaming some kind of like social gaming
1: mm-hmm. you know you
0: and I probably come from a little bit of a like a little bit more hardcore gaming uh, thing with yeah. you know uh, where there is definitely a social element but it's a little bit no, more nerdy maybe mm-hmm. uh, but I can see like some kind of light gaming mm-hmm. and also some kind of light fashion you know where you know how it is you know a simple t-shirt you know, people are wearing the same, you know, like a hard rock cafe, you know, everybody has their heart, you know, they have the whole merchandise program. Maybe that's a little, even a little bit like high level. Uh, But I could see, you know, if you have your digital fashion, you have your light gaming as a thing that probably all the community thinks they're going to want in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you are on this discord server you just talked about discord nobody knows if that's going to be the place of places mm-hmm. but i can imagine you know if you if you and i were in the same uh, discord server you know when we go into vr chat or whatever we're going we would wear the same t-shirt because mm-hmm. hey look that's one from my server right
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Because you know, ideally, I, I would say it'd be nice if the Discord thing went away and we were fully immersed in the metaverse, right? So, but I'm trying to think in terms of gaming. Gamers still use Discord a lot. despite there being chats. You know, Counter Strike. You can talk on the count. You know, you can talk on like and all these games. You can chat. Yet people still use Discord a lot, especially right. for esports to organize for the competitions and and things like that. So in an ideal world, I would like to see it go away because I want us to be fully immersed in this whole metaverse concept. But like you're saying, if it's gonna be st- if it's gonna stick around for a while, which I think it will, yeah, it's nice to have like a certain emblem or something to identify your tribe, for example. Something yeah. and that'd be nice if it was something you could carry in different platforms, right? Like that would translate in all these different platforms um to create a sense of 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 belonging and of identity for sure.
0: And and something like that, is that technically you know, maybe not from, but, but if I had a Discord server, could I, do you know, could I create like something in, you know, I pick VR chat or whatever, mm-hmm. and then uh, I could create an NFC and this is a t-shirt that everybody could wear in this specific place. Is that even technically possible at the moment uh, for, for normal people, you know, with a little bit of knowledge of how to build things and not necessarily the, the big brands? Hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean. Again, the problem with the crypto NFT market is the barrier of entry is so high because it's so te- technically um, complex, right? Like with a wallet and all this stuff. Like, they like to, let's say you're a Discord server, right? And you want to create shirts for Roblox, right? To to have or VR chat. Let's see for VR chat. Um, you would obviously have to either have somebody with knowledge in three D software or hire somebody with three D software, which actually is not that hard. You can go on Upwork and and, and hire somebody, and they would have to create that and then kind of look what the specifications are for that game, create it for that, and then there's like a process in getting it to like be translated in the in the game, right? And and then I I don't know if it's, is it going to be an NFT that you meant. Now you have other stuff to deal with, like what what blockchain is it going to be on, right? Like, so it's so complex. It's not easy for the average Joe to go in and do that. It takes a lot of knowledge, a lot of, and that's why it's so hard for a lot of people. Now, with the the NFT market being so like, oversaturated, I guess it's, I don't know, it's not as complicated as maybe we think, but I still think it's hard, you know, it still takes a lot of and for it takes a budget, it takes, you know, manpower people like the 3D um, designers, you have to have a software engineer who knows about these contracts or how to like um, send it like translate the NFT to into a game like the assets, um, for example, like my mom, I'm getting her to make Because she loves building houses, so I'm getting her to build houses in like SketchUp, which is a three D software. And and I said, you know, one time I you know I casually mentioned, oh, you should sell that on Decentraland, you know, your houses. And she's like, how do I do that? So I was like, I don't know, how do you do that? (laughs) So I I went online and I saw yeah, there's like. If you go on their site, there's all these specifications that need to be, it can't be like, it, ha- it can be up to this file size and these many pixels and you the lighting needs to be like this. And you know, so there's all these crazy demands for it to even fit in the game, which makes sense because I can't create something that looks like a house for Minecraft and put it in Land, right? So that, but that's, that's what makes it so hard for people to just get in. But I think things are gonna be simpler and simpler. And that's what everybody's talking about. I think the reason, the rate of adoption of crypto and NFTs is so low is because it's so hard to get into. You have to be tech savvy to understand how it works, like how blockchain works, how to create a wallet, how to transfer stuff, how to, you know, not lose your money. Then there's all this fear of it still being fake money, right? Like not real, and having to raise awareness of how, in my opinion. I mean, what I'm, what I'm about to say might sound very, um, contrary, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, contradictory, uh, not contradictory, um, controversial, uh, c- sorry, in my English, controversial, but like, I think the currencies we use now are fake money, you know, like the US dollar is not tied to anything. Back when it was tied to the to gold, I could say, okay, now that it's not tied to anything, to me, it's as fake as, crypto right especially now with nobody using cash and everybody using their credit cards and seeing just numbers on the computer screen what is the difference what is the difference like i'm going to my bank account i'm seeing us dollars i'm going into my kraken and i'm seeing bitcoin i don't see a difference yeah the difference you know?
0: is that it's enforced by the system
1: exactly 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 and yeah and, and i agree because uh,
0: you know i i've mil- messed around with building things in all you know since back in the 90s right mm-hmm. and i have worked with building a few things in in the metaverse thing as well play, played around and it seems it seems a little overly complicated at the moment uh, mm-hmm. as you say but i know that you know definitely uh, one of the things that i've noticed is that you know we were, it took like 15 years to go from Know building HTML websites in a notepad and uploading to a server, <laughs> and and then we had these like DTP uh, kind of programs, you know, front page and Dreamweaver, where you could still build them locally, drag and drop, and then upload them to a server. Mm-hmm. And now the standard is that you just drag and drop directly in a browser. Yep. Thing. That that yep. whole development took like fifteen years.
1: Yeah, that's and, true. and like
0: a year and a half ago it was like you know to, to create any kind of NFT you have to lean, you have to have a solidity developer and uh, mm-hmm. you know big like like really like a, a solid developer uh, but now you can there's like low code and uh, sort of drag and drop solutions uh, mm-hmm. everywhere you know Salesforce just announced last week, that they come out with an NFT publishing uh, platform where just, uh, and there's a few other of these like no-code solutions that has NFT publishing platforms. So I think the development is going super fast.
1: That's good. I would like to see that. But still there's
0: this gap, you know, as you mentioned, you know, making the NFT, selling the NFT, that's fairly easy right now when you mm-hmm. if you're just wanting an nft that that you're having your wallet you know then i have yeah. a picture in my wallet exactly but actually transferring that into an item in another in game, game yeah. or something like that
1: that's an uh, added complexity yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and but so it's interesting i think market. it's just around the corner actually
1: yeah no i hope i really hope that but yeah. again for consumers it's also hard right like, let's say i play roblox right and i want to There's an NFT project that, you know, you buy the NFT and it translates into the game, but I've never done crypto in my life before. Like I I gotta figure out what, like, how do I buy crypto? How do I buy this thing? What site And And okay, if I buy the NFT, where is it located? You know, and and how do I, is this like to somebody that doesn't know anything about it? I, I can see how, like for me, I started in 2016, And even now, I I was in a part of a DeFi game, the DeFi Kingdom, you know, that's on the Harmony Network. And I had to go on the special site and, and you know, buy Harmony tokens. And then I had to buy the tokens of the game. I don't know, there were jewels, I think. Um, And then you do this pool LP jewels. And and then, here's the crazy thing. You have the wallet, MetaMask wallet. And usually when I change my networks, you know, I know what the wallet address is, but, with Harmony, you have to go on a site because that's not your real address. You have to go on this Harmony site and put your wallet and see what your real Harmony address is. And I'm like, what? And like, I wouldn't have known that if my friend who got me into the game had explained this. So like, even me, I'm a developer. And I was like, how am I supposed to know that? Like, yeah. so it's, it's just getting more and more complex especially when people are building tokens on top of tokens, you know? It's like, oh, on the Solana Network and then we build a token and then another token. And it's like, all these tokens on top of tokens, and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> you know, so now let's say you have a game and you can use the game's tokens to buy the thing. Now I'm like, well, can I, how do I do that? Do I, can I, do I buy it in the game? Do I buy it through the wallet? Like, I can see people getting very confused and like imagine like somebody like older generation who is ba- barely knows how to use social media, <laughs> you know, like. How do you, like, I had, I used to teach some um, social media to people, you know, and I had people that didn't even know how to, like, post a story on Instagram, you know, having to explain that. Imagine trying to explain to somebody how to use a crypto wallet. So I think, yeah, I think, but you're saying the, the good thing is things are moving really fast. So I think they're going to become simpler and simpler and simpler. But right now we're still in that, like you're saying, awkward like i call it the growing pains phase you yeah. know where we're still trying to figure out and with so and there's another big problem too the the graphics issues right so a lot of people don't have fast wi-fi they don't have the, the best computer or laptop for the you know the graphics card so it's hard to to translate things right decentraland the graphics are not that great because of that so how like how do you get people to like have the technology to render things quickly. Like if something is like, uh, is really high resolution, it will freeze your computer. You know, it will have problems. So that's another problem with having the the hardware catch up with the software too, you know? So there's just all these issues we need to to work on, but that's kind of like how life is, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, that brings me, you know, uh, is definitely in terms of resolution of things. You know, we talked about, uh, as well, tattoos, Mm. you know. And that's just, for me, having worked, I worked six years as a tattoo artist. And Mm. uh, that's something that, that would be perfect for this whole metaverse idea. You know, you can collect even more tattoos that fit on your body. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they don't really hurt to get. Uh, and and you can change them you know mm-hmm. we, you and I we, we talked at like a metal festival and you talked about raves you know I could go uh, one day I, I have like all fluorescent glow-in-the-dark tattoos for the, my okay. rave uh, metaverse and then I can have a really gnarly uh, you know, dead skull uh, whatever thing for my mm-hmm. heavy metal worst, worst uh, the other day right totally but that's a super cool idea but again the technology is just like, you know, I could see, and again, in a ready player me, because they are fairly high resolution on their mm-hmm. site, but still taking something like that to Roblox or, you know, Decentraland or something. Okay, you can, yeah, I can make a black square. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> no, true. Yeah, uh, so some platforms, I don't know if it'll work, you know, like maybe it'll work for VR chat or, you know, like different mm-hmm something fire higher like League of Legends well League of Legends their outfits are so crazy I don't think you can see tattoos like, um, but, um, but yeah
0: it's exactly. something that League of Legends can can other people create outfits for League of Legends
1: mm-hmm. yeah I mean they can do that right now you know like the skins industry for games is a billion or is it a billion or million dollars anyway it's huge and people have not been noticing it for years I think it's a billion dollar industry in there, and and yeah. people now are like Oh whoa, you can make all this money selling skins? I like of course you like since like it's been it's like to me that's the oldest form of digital fashion, you know, like the the skins. Like I said I was a kid, played Tekken and well obviously you couldn't buy the skins back then but you could unlock it based on how much you played, right? Yeah. Um, now people can monetize it. Which... I, I didn't
0: know that that actually people like other people like creators could just create skins for Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah, and they can. a lot of people make a lot of money doing it. Um, and uh, and as far as the tattoos, I think it's great for AR filters as well. Like, so Instagram, there is an AR filter that gives you um neck tattoos and puts like these glasses on you. And I have to say, it's my favorite look. <laughs> like, I post it all the time. I was like. I was like, I mean, man, it makes me wish I had neck tattoos and like these, gla- like, I was like, I sometimes when I go on a, you know, glass store, like sunglass store, I'm like looking for like that shade. I was like, do they have it? You know, like it looks, it looks amazing. So even today you can do that, right? If you go in the straight, we can find tattoo filters and, you know, obviously again, back on the resolution, they don't look real sometimes, right? So it's, it's going to take some time for it to look real. So then it looks like this is really your tattoo right now. You can kind of tell it's not, you know, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah it's a little bit, a little bit like those uh, s- pullover uh, sleeves you can get. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> it looks like um, you know, those water tattoos. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh,
1: sticker tattoos. They're, like just like, the kids are, you know, a Burning Man where all the gold, uh, uh, tribal <laughs> <yeah.
0: laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah, cool. All right, well. Uh thanks. I have one question that I usually ask people at the end. Um what is what are you looking most forward to on a personal level in this whole metaverse uh VR AR thing?
1: Um on a personal level.
0: Yeah.
1: Um do you mean like like career-wise or as Whatever. like more high? Le- okay, so I'll go both high level and you know more. Um, So as a vision, I guess, I I would love to see, um, I am a very environmentally conscious person. Um, So I I would love to see our our carbon footprint um, reduced, especially like this huge gaping hole in the ozone layer. And, you know, I was just reading today in the news about the huge heat wave in the US, you know, like I think we're really just trying to plan and if we don't act fast, we're gonna be screwed. So that's one for me. helping create an environmentally conscious mindset and people work with people who can still express themselves creatively, but without hurting the planet, right? The two is, again, I love ultimate creative expression and freedom. Um, You know, like I said, living in Los Angeles, I've been able to wear some really crazy stuff and, and have gotten very positive feedback on it, but living in Greece, which is a little more of a conservative society. I've gotten a lot of scrutiny and um, even, you know, discrimination, I would say. Um, And I just want people of all cultures and all countries, independent of what their system of governance or or society is to be able to express themselves. You know, I want to, like, if somebody in an, you know, African country or a country where they're not allowed to wear colorful clothes let's say they want to do that on the VR chat or whatever no one knows who they are and they're able to do that right so I kind of like that idea of the anonymity combined with the ability to express yourself in the you know utmost way um, and then I also so I'm I'm creating a, a digital fashion brand right now called Galactic Geisha and I'm actually featuring two of my outfits from my Galactic Geisha collection on dress X. We're in the process of that. It'll be the Galactic Queen and the Galactic Jester. Um, and because like I said, I was gonna focus solely on 3D print clothes, but now with this movement, I think this is a great um, alternative to, you know, printing and, dis- and having physical clothes. Um, and then, you know, for now we'll, it will be AR filters, but I'm hoping in the near future I can make them for games as well get into that industry. Um, so that's kind of on a personal level. Like I wanna build a huge digital fashion brand that will allow people to express themselves creatively and that will have um, cross-platform application. Um, and I would like each collection to have kind of a different um, storyline, you know? Cause I love sci-fi. I love sci-fi movies, books. So each collection has a little story as to how these Characters came about, so it's not just like, oh, here's this cool outfit you should wear it. You have each character that has a story, so that way when the person wears it, they kind of become that character. It's kind of like cosplaying, right? So they're that they know who the Galactic Queen is, and and they know who the Galactic Jester is, and what their role in this sci-fi society on these planets is. It's kind of like Dune or Star Wars, you know? So then you're taking the photo, you feel like you're part of this whole. Plotline, you know, it's kind of like um, Dungeons and Dragons. You, you, and then you can because there's like it sets the universe, but it, it allows the freedom of the person to kind of create their own plotline as well of, of what happens and who they want to be. Does that make sense? Um, totally. So yeah, that's kind of my personal vision of the whole thing. Um,
0: yeah, that sounds super cool. <laughs> <You> know, actually. <laughs> Back in the what was that? that Must have been late late ninety late eighties or something like that. Um, when I was playing Dungeons and Dragons uh, mm-hmm. with my friends, mm-hmm. we we were always talking about what would happen when we when we grow old, right? <laughs> and I, and I always said, you know, when I'm old, you know, you can just you know pluck me in at some nursery home, and <laughs> uh, and I'll be like a little uh, teenage girl fighting dragons in in <laughs> some kind of epic story uh, thing. Because uh, you know this whole idea with you can tran- transform into anything, mm-hmm. and I always just set a teenage girl, you know, because it's so far away from you know just to surprise and like start people's imagine imagination about okay, but but you can really become anything. Yeah. So so this whole idea has just been with me for you know thirty years or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Uh, and and I think it's awesome that now we can actually we can actually talk about it as you know, we have, as you say, the growing pains. Mm-hmm. But it's actually something that we can now really discuss without being st- stamped as a uh, complete morons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or like crazy person, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's beautiful. Like I would love to retire in some like nature place and have my friends, and we could just play. Dungeons I mean, and Dragons or VR all day, you know, like being in a cool world or, you know what I mean? I, I think that's beautiful. I, I would love to do that. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, cool. All right. Well, thank you very much. But I think I actually wrote down a few things that uh, you mentioned, uh, the wearing app and, uh, you know, the dress X, as we've talked about. So i'm going to send you this a uh, form where you can put in all the links uh, that we can uh, uh, recollect that you, we've talked about and then uh, you know people can find you or uh, find that stuff uh, another question i always ask uh, is it okay are you okay with people contacting you on linkedin you know if they have questions and, and yeah like
1: totally that? so my name on linkedin is actually vasilia kuskulas so you can because I, I say Vasilian niles because that's my what people know me as um but oh. i go by but my linkedin is my official name so yeah i'll obviously have a link and they can reach out there or you know facebook or instagram so yeah. awesome great or discord i'll give you my discord <laughs> oh you have a discord as well well yeah i'm on it quite a bit so
0: ah okay i have to ask before we you know what do you do on your discord
1: so I'm part of a few servers, yeah. um, you know, I am uh, one because I, I have, a, I also have a marketing agency called the pixel agency. So I do marketing for NFTs. Um, so I'm in, in a few groups like the NFT Academy, where I, I give people advice on marketing, how to market their NFTs. Um, then I'm on a few projects that I've invested in like space runners, which is a sneakers, digital fashion NFT. Um, uh, what I like just like different, like Jonies or different entities I've invested in. Um, and then I'm also part of my friends' servers because uh, they have their own little servers and we play Among Us or <laughs> different games, or we'll have movie nights and we'll watch movies. Um, and back when I was CEO of that uh, Doctor Battles, that's where we would run our whole company through Discord, like because everybody, all the people in the leagues and tournaments were on there. So it was kind of so I've been using Discord for a while and I think it's it, it's like a, again it's a little harder to um the learning curve is a little more difficult than slack or you know those other one teams but i think the the capabilities are a lot greater and it's it can be a lot more fun too you know if you learn how to use it properly yeah
0: cool yeah uh, we're gonna have to uh, do a, a talk about that at some point i have my own discord but i'm the only one in it <laughs> uh, but it's i don't really have it to, to because i don't I've, I, I have you know i have a NFT community on Facebook and some other communities with a few thousand people, and I hate managing that stuff. So I'm not building any new community anytime soon. Mm -hmm. But I actually use it to aggregate my other Discord's, so that I have the announcement challenge of the the NFT projects that I'm in. I have aggregated their announcement challenge into my uh, Discord. Um, So so it's a little bit of a shortcut to to the information. That's why I use uh, my Discord. Uh, it's
1: your RSS feed. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it is kind of that, and uh, yeah. you know. But I'm curious how to how to create weird shit in this code You know, I've <laughs> seen people do stuff that I thought, okay, I, I never imagined that they could do that. You
1: mm-hmm. know. Yeah, bots. You have bots, right? Yeah. Like it's cool. There's all these bots. Like I have a ticket. Like I have a, a Discord server for my marketing agency. They can just go in, open a ticket, and do a request, and that is for a bot. You know, it's great. So you can do a lot of stuff. Um,
0: yeah. I'll have to pick your brain on on that sometime. Definitely. <laughs> very cool. Thank you very much. It was a great pleasure talking to you.
1: Same here, Jasper.
0: <laughs> okay. So that was digital fashion talk. To me, it was really eye-opening how many different ways there is to approach this and how much people or brands are already doing it. But also, what I'm thinking about is that it's super cool that people are actually using what technology is already available to create something, and especially if it's in collaboration with others. But then we also realize that, okay, for this Like the image I had in my mind for digital fashion, especially with stuff that you can buy, let's say, as NFTs, you know, you get a T-shirt or as we talked about, even cooler, you know, it's a two. And then being able to bring that from like one metaverse, universe, whatever, uh, like environment, one story to another especially jumping from you know like a, like an environment created by Sony to an environment created by Meta having these two giants play together because they're both fighting to own the standards that is a problem so what i'm thinking is that if you're looking to be a part of digital fashion and create cool things experiment with where it is I think the approach would be to start using figure out okay what can you already do we talked about you can actually create skins for League of Legends I didn't know that okay cool but then using what's already there and get involved in the indie kind of stuff you know that's what I would do if I was getting into digital fashion as a designer at the moment looking at you know what are people doing in VR chat and you know all these places where it is possible to create something and then embrace the limitations and just create in that space and see where it leads That's it for now That's it for this episode of Metaverse Cast If you want to drop a rating or review in your favorite podcast listening app i would really appreciate that and also i really love getting messages from people both about now who should i talk to but also when we talk about something that resonates with you i would love to get more stuff like that because then we kind of know that if we're hitting something that people can use and that's what it's all about right so Thank you very much and see you in the next one.